Hey, hey, it's your favorite Andrina. And I don't know about y'all, but I feel amazing on today, 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 today. Today is a new day, a day that was not promised, but a day that we are yet still here. And y'all better deep breathe. Breathe in and exhale out. Anything that's trying to disturb your peace, your prosperity, your purpose, and you're pretty. <laughs> Listen, this is your favorite Andrina. And I don't know about y'all, but I feel amazing on today because I choose to feel amazing on today. I strategically set the tone for my day. And I am so glad that all of you have tuned in and are listening to today's show. I have an exciting guest that is coming on. And I'm so excited about what she is about to bring to us that is going to help uplift us because you know that's what I'm all about, empowering motivating and transforming you to your next level of living so that you can own your greatness because it is your birthright. You was predestined to be successful. And a lot of times what begins to happen is we get so stuck in life and we allow life obstacles and oppositions to suck us in and take the breath out of us. But some of us is called to empower people to come forth and understand that it's only part of the process. It's only part of your journey. And I am one of those people and I am proud of it. Now listen, life will throw you limits. I don't care who you are, your credit, your color, your race, your religion, your, your pocketbook, it does not matter. Your weight, it does not matter. It's going to throw all of us a limit or two or three, but it's all up to us to take it and make those limits into lemonade to make it the sweetest thing anybody can drink. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all. And as we're winding down this year, I want y'all to take in this year and start reflecting right now, reflecting on the things that you have been through, reflecting on the things that you need to let go Reflect on how you have grown in the leaps and bounds that you have taken so that you can get prepared to take next year even higher. You should already be in next year. You should already be setting your goals. This year, you were supposed to pick one word that you was going to hold you accountable for, for the whole year. Mine's was alignment, aligned. I wanted to be aligned with what was right for me, whether it was business or personal. I wanted to be aligned and becoming the best version of Andrina. So that was my one word that I was going to hold throughout the whole year to, do, to keep me accountable in my growing. And trust you, believe you, me, it has definitely been doing that. If it's not aligned with where I'm going, it doesn't matter who it is, business or personal, I don't want to be attached to it. Because I'm seeing my future bigger and brighter. I see that my growing, I have put investments in it the tears, the sweat, the pain, the aggravation, the frustration, the disappointment. I've put in all of that in to become the best version of Andrina. So I cannot play around with anything or anyone that's not aligned with where I'm going. I want to become the best and I don't want to be stagnated and I don't want to be connected to distractions, disturbance, especially interrupting my peace, my prosperity, my purpose, my power, and my purity. No way. I'm not having it. <laughs> so what I want you to do as we go forward, I want you to just go ahead and just take in. Did you start new habits this year? Did you create better habits? 
Did you create better relationships? Did you understand some of your story? Did you do a self-reflection, self-growth? Did you invest in what it is that you wanted to do, your dreams, your visions? I want you to start investing in that. And looking at that as we get ready to close this year out, reflect, reset, rejuvenate, restore, and be ready to go in this upcoming new year. But listen, that's my spiel for today. But like I said to you all, I'm very, very excited about my guest on today. Um, very powerful, very mighty. And she's coming to serve and give us some great words. But before we start, did y'all say what y'all was great before on today? Or did y'all just get up and start whining and complaining like y'all usually do? You know y'all got to stop doing that. I don't care what is going on in your life. Stop and pause for the calls and say what you're grateful for. When your feet hit the floor in the morning and your eyes open up, that day is saying to you, you have another day to be in this journey called life, that you have a purpose that's greater than you, that only you can serve in it, that you have promises that are waiting for you, that only you can come and get. So you got to find something to be grateful for. Even if you just wave your hand and said, I'm just grateful for just showing up today, just opening up my eyes. Whatever it is, always start your day with a, a sense of gratitude and then set your tone for the day. How do you want your day to be and feel and who do you want to allow to come in it? We have the power to pick and choose what can begin, what can have access to us, right? So stop just giving everything about you away freely. Stop walking around here not being grateful for the journey that you're on. So I just want you all to just take that moment to get ready to just stop taking your life for granted and understand the value of who you are. But you know, I'm just on a tangent today, just having a good time because I feel good today. And I make it my business not to let anything or anyone interrupt my days. Because you know what, y'all? I want y'all to look at it like this. Life is like a blink of an eye. I keep telling y'all that. Here today, gone tomorrow, but in between the blink, what are you going to do? I encourage you to leave your footprints here. Let your legacy be known. But also, in the midst of that blink, live out loud. Live according to your terms. Dance to your own beat and be unapologetic about it. But listen, today we are going to be talking to one of the ladies that I follow on Facebook. She is funny. She's a powerhouse. I love her ministry. I love her energy. I love her straight shootness. And I wanted her to come up here and encourage us because you know what? We're in this together. We're locking arms together to grow together. And I want everybody to get these one, two, threes and start really watering and start letting it grow. So I am fit to bring on one of the, I gonna say, one of my favorite sheroes that I see in the cyber world. And her name is Pauletta. All right, y'all, I told y'all I was gonna bring in a fabulous lady that I watch on the cyber world that she encourages me to continue to show up and have a good time in life. And you go ahead and you introduce yourself to the audience. Well, good evening to everyone. My name is Paulette Exile. 
I am a member of Destiny Church in Dothan, Alabama. My leader is Dr. Javon Good. I am a dental hygienist. I have been in my profession now for about uh, 25 years or so. I am also a licensed and ordained minister. I am an author of three books and the mother of two amazing children and the grandmother of one amazing granddaughter. Oh, we and so- I am currently, sorry, I forgot one part. I got, this is my first time speaking <laughs> since I become, became a new student. So I forgot another part. I am currently a new student. I am a second semester sophomore at the greatest HBCU in the land, Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University. And I am pursuing a bachelor's degree in religion and philosophy with a minor in psychology. That's exciting. That is so exciting. And you didn't mention that you are still, are you still in school with your son? You and your son. Yes, my son is in school right now as well. He graduated in May, which is with his bachelor's in, Mm -hmm. I believe it was journalism, if I'm not mistaken. And he is now working on his master's of finance at Florida International University in Miami. That's amazing, a mother and son in school together at the same time. That is so amazing. And like I was telling them, the audience, like I really watch you and I think you are absolutely a powerhouse and you're funny to watch, you funny, you bring humor, you're a straight shooter, you bring ministry and I love it, love it, love it. And so that was what my topic was, you know, woman, womanhood and ministry, because that can be difficult being in ministry as well as being a woman. And so I wanted you to give us a brief uh, talk about your story, your survival story, your salvation story. Well, you know, what makes it so profound now that my son and I are in school Mm -hmm. is to hear about the backdrop of my story. The backdrop of my story is I dropped out of high school um, because I just did not have the guidance that I needed. I'm the baby of a family of about seven, I believe it's seven of us. And I I really believe that my parents were just done raising kids by the time I came. So Mm -hmm. I had no guidance and I dropped out of high school when I was 18. I found out I was pregnant and I was going to have an abortion. And I did everything. I signed the papers. I was at the abortion clinic. I was literally in the back. I had uh, had on my hospital gown. The room was prepared. And I laid on the table. And prior to that, let me back up. I was in a car accident. And that's how I found out that I was pregnant. And it was the paramedic that actually told me because they did a, a pelvic exam. And the paramedic said, when you get to the hospital, you need to ask them to do a pregnancy test because I believe that you're pregnant. And I'm like, no, there's no way that I'm pregnant. Well, I was. And so I knew that I couldn't have this baby because I was a high school dropout. I did not have a job. I was living with my sister. I was 18 years old. I was like, there's no way that I can have this baby. I I, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I was 19. I'm sorry. I was 19. And so I was going to have an abortion. I called the father and I said, hey, I need some money. Send me some money because I can't keep this baby. I can't do it. And so I'm laying on this table And the doctor walks in with the nurse and whoever she was, and they turned this machine on, which sounded like a vacuum. And right then laying on that table with my feet in the stirrups, I heard God's voice say, I saved your life. How can you take this one? Mm. Oh, my. And I said, no, I can't do it, God. I can't. I don't have the resources. I cannot raise a baby. And I heard God's voice clearly say, If you keep this baby, I will make sure that this baby will not want for anything a day in their life. He said, but you got to trust me. Mind you, I'm 19. I had not come 
fully into my relationship with God yet. I was now just coasting off of my mom's faith. And my mom was Catholic at the time. So I was raised in Catholicism and parochial school. So I didn't know God for myself, but I knew I heard his voice. And so I jumped up off of the table before they could give me the anesthesia. And I said, I can't do this. And the doctor was livid. He was so upset with me. Wow. He's like, you know, my room is not sterile anymore. Blah, blah, blah. You're here. You may as well. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. And I, was, I burst into tears. I went back into the other room. I put my clothes on, went up to the front. And they said, well, we're going to keep some of your money uh, because we have to clean the room, blah, blah, blah. I said, listen, keep whatever you need to keep. Give me what you're going to give me. And I left. I don't even remember how much they gave me, but I do know that I went to JCPenney. And I remember this like it happened yesterday, even though my son will be 32 in October. And I went to JCPenney and I bought receiving blankets and I bought T-shirts and I bought bottles and bibs and socks. And I said, well, God, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Because you told me to do it and we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so here we are. And it would take too long to tell you all the whole story. But here we are. And my son is the most amazing. He gave me a reason to live. Mm, Because at that moment, I I did not have a strong foundation on what life was. So I really Mm -hmm. didn't care one way or the other. But once I knew that I had something to take care of, He literally saved my life. And I tell him this all the time. He saved my life. I saved his life so that he could save mine. Mm, 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 mm. That's all right, right there. That's all right, right there. That's all right, right there. Obedience, that obedience. And so give us like, so that salvation story. How did you survive? What was one of your survival techniques? Because you know, women deal with that all the time, especially being in ministry. How did you survive that? Well, you know, the one thing that I can say is my survival technique is, mm-hmm. again, again, I, I think that one of my favorite scriptures, and it's the scripture not even knowing before I joined my church, that it's the staple scripture that my pastor used when he was starting the ministry. And it's Jeremiah 29 and 11. And we all know it. It's quoted so many times. Mm-hmm. But I think the part that we miss in that the most is that God knows the plan, but we don't. Right. And our job is to trust the planner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're having a party, if you're having a party and you don't know the ins and outs of party planning, you always hire a party planner. Mm. When you're having a wedding, you hire a wedding planner. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you hire this person because of their expertise. You know what your vision is, but they know how to bring it to pass. That's good right there. And so if we trust the planner, our job is to not try to go ahead of the planner, not try to amend the plan, not try to even see and understand the plan. Our job is to trust the planner. That's it. That's it. But we can't do that, though. We got got to give our our plan. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Our plan is never going to fall in line with God's plan. It's always going to be contradictory to what it is that God has planned for us. So that's why we literally have to take our plan, crumple it up and throw it in the trash and say, you know what, God, Mm -hmm. you know, the plans that you think towards me. And Mm -hmm. so I turned it around and I made it me talking to him. So Mm -hmm. it's not for, I know the plan. So I went to God and I said, God, you know, the plans that you think towards me. 
their mm-hmm. plans of good and not of evil to bring me to an expected end or to give me a hope in the future. So I recite that every time life gets difficult, I have to remind myself that I don't know the plan. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's just a, that's your survival tool you've been using ever since then, correct? That's my survival tool. That I, and I didn't that's know it. it was then. Mm-hmm. I didn't know then until I came into the real knowledge of God and I came into a real relationship with him. It was then that it's almost like he gave me a playback of my life. Yes. The minute I, get, I, I gave my life to Christ for real and I got into real relationship with him, and I started praying and meditating on the word. God gave me a moment in time where he went backwards and he showed me how he was always there. And I'm going to tell you this one story, how he told me he was mm-hmm. always there. When I had my son, I, I went to school because I got my GED and I went to dental assisting school, but I did not have a car. I didn't have a car, but I still had to get to school. So what I would do is I would have to get up at 5 a.m. I would have to get my son ready. And there was this, a, a, a series of buses that I had to catch in order to make every time work. So I had to get on my first bus at least by 6.15, 6.20. So I could get off of that bus, drop him off to the babysitter and get back on the other bus and catch that one to school. Well, there were a couple of times where I missed my 6.15 bus. Mm-hmm. And so when I got on the bus that next time, the bus driver said to me, now mind you, I am 19 years old. At the time I'm 20 because I had already had my birthday. And I've got a stroller, a baby bag and a, and a book bag. And so I got on the bus and the bus driver said to me, he said, I haven't seen you the past couple of days. Where have you been? And I said, well, you know, I, I slept. I, w- I woke up late a couple of times and I missed the bus, whatever, whatever. He said, I tell you what, there are not many young women that I see your age that'll get up this early with a baby to go to school. He said, I tell you what, every morning I'm going to wait five minutes just for you. Oh, my He said, I'm going to wait five minutes just for you. And every morning he waited for me. He would put the bus in park, get off the bus and help me with my son's stroller and put me in the front. And he gave me free bus passes. He said, this will will take you through the week. I'll give you some more next week. I didn't know this until God showed me that he had me the whole time. Yes. Ain't that something? You can always look over your life to see the evidence of God working, even in the midst of your storm, even when you don't know how, even when you don't know how, even when you don't know how. And that's an amazing story to see where you come from as a single mom to now to be propelled higher to now you're working on a degree and your blessing was your son. And then you all are walking arm in arm together, even now in this year, in this hour. That's amazing. That is amazing. But if you could rewind something, what would you do? If there was something in your life that you could rewind, what would it be? If it was something in my life that I could rewind, I would have gotten a stronger relationship with God sooner. Mm -hmm. Because my relationship with God gave me the confidence to succeed. Mm, That's good. That's good. And because I did not have my relationship with God in a solid place, I relied on man as in humanity. Mm -hmm. And when humanity did not give me what I needed for confidence, I did not follow, I did not really follow the dreams and the aspirations that I knew that I could have accomplished had I had confidence in God. Mm. That's good there. That's good. That's good. 
But it, but you know what's even better is that you still found your way to him, to God. Yeah. And even in the immaturity, you still found your way to still rely on God. That's amazing. I, I, I love yeah. it. I love it. And so when you use that now, even to this day, as a, society, a survival tool to be able to make it and to exist and to still grow in your ministry. And how was your ministry? How was my ministry when then? No, now. How was your ministry now? Well, well you know, my ministry now is, believe it or not, um, the short version of the story is I, I relocated from Miami, Florida to Tallahassee, Florida in 2017. Mm -hmm. And I relocated for several reasons. One of the reasons was I was done raising children and it was time for me to live my life for me because I had my children very young. And every, every decision that I made in my life from the time I birthed them was based on them. Yes. And now they were grown, daughter had gotten married and my son was doing his own. I was like, okay, now it's time for me to live. And so I moved. And when I moved here, I realized that God had put me in a place of healing because I had a lot of wounds that I did not attend to because I needed to be strong for my children. Mm -mm. Ain't that something? And so God put ministry on pause while he put me in healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because God said to me, if I don't heal you, you are going to bleed over everyone. And I can't let you do that. He said, the only reason you didn't bleed over everyone was, was because your children were a tourniquet. They kept you from bleeding out because you had to be strong to them. But now that you don't have them anymore, let's deal with all of this stuff. So I've been in healing mode from then to now. So ministry has basically been me sitting in my church, sitting at my pastor's feet, gleaning from my pastor as God heals me so that he can release me. Oh, that's amazing. People do not understand how important it is to heal in order for you to move forward in life and to be effective. They really, truly don't. Because if you're not healed, you can you can mess somebody else's life up, even in ministry, even in the normal day to day. And sometimes God do have to sit us down in order to get our attention, in order for us to heal those broken places that we cover up. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's mm -hmm. good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I appreciate you more than you ever know. I appreciate how you show up. I appreciate your words, your wisdom your encouragement and how you inspire us to, to get on and do a new thing. And even if that new thing means healing, if that new thing means moving, I appreciate everything that you do. And I appreciate your story. And what I want you to do is leave an encouraging word for us, how we can continue to grow greater and better. The, the encouraging word that I would leave with anyone that would listen to this broadcast would be strengthen your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. We are living in a day and a time where life is but a vapor. Yes. Life is vapor. And we have to have a strong, solid relationship with God in order to navigate through the times that we are in. Mm -hmm. Because if our relationship with God is not solid, the world is going to devour us with despair mm -hmm. and with discouragement mm -hmm. because we are living in a time where we, we've seen way too many deaths. Yes. We've seen way too many things happen. And so we have got to get our 
footing back in God. We've got to get back to a solid place in God. And I'm not talking about church on Sunday, Bible study on Tuesday. I'm talking about a relationship with God where you meditate on God's word at least 10, 15, 20 minutes every single day. Mm-hmm. Where you sit in a quiet place and you either listen to God or you talk to him. That is how you strengthen your relationship with God. The Bible says that we are to meditate on his word both day and night. Mm-hmm. That, that is what I had to leave anything. That would be it. There's no eloquence. You don't have to uh, have the King's English to speak to God, to pray, to, to met. You just need a heart that is open to hear God and to speak to him. And we've got to get our footing back in God. We've got to get back to a spiritual place. I think we've been in a very religious place. We've not been spiritual enough and we've got to get our spiritual footing back. We've got to get our communication and our connection back, our communion back with God. Somewhere we moved because God didn't move. So somewhere we moved and we're not connected like we used to be. And so we're, 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 we're swaying back and forth because we're not solid in our relationship with God. That's, that's, so we would that's have word. to get our foot. That's word. Hello. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I thought I had lost you there for a minute. I was agreeing with you. Okay. Like that's that. Yeah, that's word. That that's a good word to hold on. And and you know, some people may not understand what you're saying because not all everybody you know understand God. You know, and you're absolutely right. People had got into religion and all these other things, but that's a good way to get us to jump start and get back to sit at His feet. I tell you that much. So I appreciate you for stopping by and and talking with us. And before we go, I'm going to leave my one, two, threes. You know, one, trust in your journey. Two, embrace your flaws and all. And three, love you to a greater place. I thank you, Ms. Exhale, for joining us on today, giving us your one, two, three, giving us your story, giving us your empowerment and your encouragement. We are so grateful to hear that. And you continue to shine and you continue to show up in your life and be an example. And listen, y'all, this is your favorite Andrina. Stay amazing.